Brandon said, any advice for keeping a trouser snake happy? This is From the Ground Up, the story of me starting my reptile business. but we are on youtube um for whatever reason our our mixer must have broke or something because um it wasn't picking up the mics correctly it was going really hot into uh into auditions so we're just kind of talking to the cameras which i'm sorry if this is downloaded it's gonna sound not as good as any of the other ones but hopefully it's still listenable 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 hearable Listen, yeah. Listen, okay, let's go. I, I think I'm yelling to like overcompensate for the fact that we don't have mics in front of us, but I don't think I'd probably have to do that. We feel very strange. Right. I want to put my earphones on and to have a microphone. I know me. we're not talking into anything, so this is super weird. I don't but know. what what are we talking about today? Um, today we are talking about crossing species. That's probably not the symbol I should use with yeah. my hands. Crossing Should two female humans. Make an X. Crossing species. So like, <laughs> as far as what is too much? Holy oh, there fuck. it goes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was bound shit. to happen. So wh happen. whoever's watching on Instagram, they all just fell. And then, um, wow. yeah, we have this kind of contraption keeping the phone up on the Instagram live. It's kind of ridiculous. So we're going to talk about like crossing species and um, the different kind of lines, which what goes too far as far as species and um, <laughs> crossing two species or subspecies together. So, so there is a point that's too far. Um, to me, everything is kind of too far. Oh don't touch it. Don't touch it. I will scooch myself. You don't. Oh. So you think any sort of caution species is too far? Um, species, subspecies is, um, there's a lot of really nice looking carpet pythons that are different subspecies, but still, okay. I think it just makes it kind of a scary place to know. Don't question what. number one. Yeah. Explain subspecies and species. I don't, I don't get that. Uh, it's just taxonomy as far as. So like, give me real life examples of two species and then their subs. Mm -hmm. So like carpet pythons going to be Morelia spilota. Morelia spilota. Got it. And then Morelia spilota shiny eye is going to be a jungle. Morelia spilota spilota is going to be a diamond python. So Morelia spilota spilota and shiny eye are two subspecies of the first one whose name I already forgot. So, so the jungle <laughs> Spilota and shiny eye are, yeah, there's two separate uh, subspecies, same species, different subspecies. So you're fine with mixing a shiny eye with a Spilota Spilota, but not the original one with something different? Yes. Okay. <laughs> got it. Got I haven't it. said rough scale to anything is too far. I think uh, bread lie to me is too far because that's going to be full species. Because English. it's going to be Morelia breadlie, which is going to be your Centralian carpet python. Okay. 
But then again, taxonomy changes and then they might become a subspecies because it looks exactly the same mm -hmm. and it's just a different, a different color mm -hmm. and a different region. So I think that could easily be the same, you know, but I mean, DNA sequences and stuff says that the full species. So really, these are just lines that I'm drawing from bullshit. Someone said, I had eggs from a ball python and a red blood. They weren't fertile. Yeah, I think that's too far. <laughs> I don't know. Far? Some people do like 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 Angolan pythons and ball pythons. Okay. They make an angry ball, which is a super cool looking snake. But is that a very like success? Is it ha a thing that happens easily or? Yeah, the thing is lot? with the when you're crossing a bunch of species and sometimes subspecies, they can, especially at the species level, they can be non-fertile. You know, not be viable kind of stuff like that. Although I believe there's been um, a blood python too a ball python okay that and, has uh, been fertile yeah and then there's also been a woma python to a ball python which just blows my mind that that's because like a woma python is much much different than a ball python you know one from australia one from africa just, i just i just think that's i think a lot of that stems from someone has a breeding female ready to go and a breeding male ready to go and they're like, and they're like let's, do it. let's make this super special fucking cross thing but it's not it could also be the desire to want to be the first to do to something be the new first to do something new and something different there's so many new things to be, i don't know it's just there's, with you it's think a personal there's enough opinion. within species new stuff that people can mm -hmm. make that they don't have to go separate or within species to make there's so many morphs but then again it's not a matter of it's not like it's going to go back into the wild and anything's going to be changed it's just it's just a matter of a personal how many like how much you want to leave up to chance of killing that snake or the snake not you know right making it or anything and you want to reduce that number as much as possible i just i just don't see the need for it but but then again, like a diamond jungle makes a diamond more easy to keep. So for me, that's like it's easy. It's a benefit. But if you take a corn snake to a king snake, I just want to shoot myself. What? Why? <laughs> it's just too far. They're just so different. I just feel like it's so different. What did Evan say? Uh, ball pythons to Burmese pythons. What which is mean? just, it makes more sense. They're much more closely related. Mm -hmm. At least they're both on the same continent. <laughs> but it's still blasphemy. You would never do it. No, so why would I have to? What cross species would you ever do? Or Diamond jungle. That would be I, the most... And I don't know why I feel like that's okay. Because he said it makes it more docile. He said, what about a blood? Oh, he already said that. The, oh, yeah, no. the blood to a ball thing. I mean, it's it's everyone's prerogative to do their own thing, but. I'm never going to be in, and there's some uh, capandros that look really good. So uh, green tree pythons to carpet pythons. Okay. Oh, I'd be interested in and that. And they turn like, yeah, so they're kind of way variable. So they can be anything from like a really dirty looking coastal carpet python to like a bright yellow thing or a bright blue thing. And What's it's just their all temperament? The Is their temperament more towards the green trees or towards the carpets? I'm not confident because I did see bills last year at, at Carpet Fest and they seem to be handleable and, you know, probably more towards the chondra side. They were, um, many of them would perch and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but, but they're, they're like, they're like legit, legitimately a straight up 
mix of the two, you know, okay. 50-50. So variable because, you know, there's some carpet pythons who are very, you know, cage aggressive or food mm-hmm. aggressive, that kind of thing. So it's kind of hard to make a distinction there if it's more like a ball python or more like a carpet python. Do they come up the same like green trees where they're a certain color in the beginning and then slowly turn? Or I mean, they, they're all, uh, what is that, ontogenic color changes but when they start off a different color. So carpet pythons come out like right. tan and black and then may become yellow and black. Mm-hmm. So they're all, they all go through a color change of some sort. I'm not sure I haven't um, seen enough. I, I haven't seen a lot of babies. It's just not really my thing. So um, that'd be interesting. I, I mean, there's people. a lot of people who are into them, and then those are also, you know, people who are cool with breeding, you know, different subspecies together. So you're okay. What subspecies would you breed together? Yeah, I think the only one's diamond jungle. Still, yeah. Is there another one? So you said diamond jungle makes it easier to handle. Is there another one where? That's the same case to no, not easier to handle, oh. just easier to keep as far as a um a uh what the hell are we talking about? Diamond. Don't yeah, know. yeah. Diamond needs to be usually put down to much lower temperatures in this in the winter. Okay, and so when you mix them, it erases. When you that. mix them, it you can keep it more like a uh jungle carpet. Is there any other mix you know of that that does that also? Um, not really. I'm sure there is, but there's not many that are as viable as the ones that exist in carpet pythons. Okay. So there are a lot of different ones, but usually they can't breed or, you know, they have some type of problem, but it mm-hmm. seems like carpet pythons are fine. Why? Because they're so very closely related and okay. they're all, they're like, and they all have much different traits. Than the other uh, species. Yeah like like than their other subspecies so even though they're so closely related they have so many different uh variability as far as like polygenic color stuff like that would you think ball pythons would be the hardest because there's just so it's such a large range like it includes such a large range of different the things what? to uh subspecies to mix what do you they're they're the easiest uh, snakes to breed we'll so breed. they're so even species, if you did like a ball python to the blood, like they were talking about, they, they said that was I would difficult. probably take a blood female and a ball python male and put them together because just because I, that just makes sense to me as far as egg size. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to do it. No other reasoning besides that. No. But. But it's been done. Some people make it work. And so why, if, why? If people can make it work, why be against it? Uh, I think the worst thing in carpet pythons is that, especially coastal jungle, because then you have these jungle, because you're putting a jungle carpet python, mm-hmm. which is a subspecies, it's going to be Spilota shinii, and you're putting it to a coastal Spilota uh, McDowell. Okay. So you're putting a coastal and a jungle together and then the coastal has like the jaguar gene mm-hmm. because you're trying to make jungle jaguars and then the ones that don't have the jaguars showing they call them jag sibs which is bullshit. What it should just be is a straight 
jungle carpet to coastal cross. Why do they call it the sip? I have no idea, <laughs> but that's that's literally the the only time that is it's just a jungle coastal cross. So what what it does is confuse people coming in to and they'll say, hey, I want a jungle. And they got they get across. When they're not yeah, they get to. across and they're not trying to. They're just not informed on what the lingo is. Got it. So yeah, that's the only thing is not knowing proper lineage of animals. I think that's the worst part is especially for um for carpets. Because it comes out and people are like, oh, this is a jungle. Let's just sell it as a jungle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess when you did pair, the blood was a female. I'm not trying to do it again because of the infertility. I I think I it's definitely been done. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember what the hell they call it. They have to come up with stupid names for all these things because there's so many different ones now. Yeah, yeah. So I forget what the what would it look. But like? if you look up, um, you know, Kevin McCurley's done a lot of these things. A lot of cross species. Yeah, he's like the big one on doing that. Not not really. He just kind of breeds everything. <laughs> just anything he can yeah. <laughs> make do it. Uh-huh. I wish I, I can't read the bottom line of text because of the weird stand that we have. Oh. But when it pops, when it goes up higher, so you can right. read that. Oh, it's been, it's been done with a Borneo, so I guess not with a red blood. Okay. I, w- I want to get that right. As far as um, Python Curtis is going to be your... Sorry, what are you just reading Evans? Sorry. Uh, uh, so I was I was trying to figure I was trying to remember what what the species were Python as far Curtis. as the the uh, Sumatrans and stuff like that, but I I don't know what it is. <laughs> Python Curtis, I believe, is a red blood, or is it? Oh, it's a Sumatran, a black blood, and then the I don't remember the other one. <laughs> I'm not a blood many, Python you person. You don't mess with those. No. There's no reason for you but, to even. I feel like if you gave me like a day ago, I may have gotten it. Well, that's why people are helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so you can figure out what it is. Um, what, so you think the most thing that, the thing that calls people the most to it is just taught convenience of having two readily available snakes and they're like, let's just do it. Yeah, sometimes people are just ready to breed anything. I think people just think there's money involved or you're just, you know, excited to produce something in general, or you want to produce something new. And I had no idea. I would have never gotten Borneo. It's Briette in Steinai, (laughs) which is probably, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but I didn't. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. But with those, there's so many different um, polygenic traits and line bread traits. Uh, like genetic stripes and different type of pattern mutation, not exactly even mutations. They don't, it doesn't seem that they're working on the same level as ball pythons. A lot of them okay. are more line bred than, you know, co-dominant traits, that kind of thing. What but makes them that way? Very polygenic. Um, There's quite a few species. I don't know why I'm blanking on some species that are polygenic like that, like uh, Antaresia in in uh, Australia, which is a basically like pygmy pythons, like smaller, mm-hmm. the smallest species of pythons. A lot of them, if you look at Peter Birch in Australia, he 
works with a lot of polygenic traits. So he's been breeding the lightest colored ones or lightest colored one getting lighter okay, colored ones up more and more. Right. Yeah. So polygenic means that basically you're hatching out, you know, something that looks a little bit different, keep on bringing it to that one that may have a red tint and then you get redder and redder mm-hmm. animals. So like salmon, corn snake, uh, salmon is the pink coloration in the snow. Mm-hmm. So most snows started off, they were born all white. Really? And then they bred them too. And then, and then they may have popped out one that had a little bit of a pink and tint then, and then they kept the pink tint one and then bred it to another one that may have come out with a little bit of a pink tint until they got more more snows that had that pink tint. Right. Interesting. Bright tint steini. Is that how you, the word you were trying to pronounce <laughs> Teen <before>? Stein. <laughs> Steini. Okay. I don't know. Latin. They're all very confusing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, in my opinion, blood pythons are a lot, a lot harder to keep from what I hear than carpet pythons. But what it, what makes them so difficult? Um, just carpet pythons have zero care for humidity and barely any mm-hmm. care for heat. Mm-hmm. And blood pythons, I believe you can't keep them too hot and they need to stay pretty high in the humidity range. Just very specific. Big. Yeah. But I'm, I'm guessing it would be, you know, somewhat close to, you know, something that I'm keeping other stuff from Indo, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, the ones that would need it. Right. But you would never, you, you're never well, going to go towards. My dad got a Sumatran. Okay. <laughs> what does yeah, he keep I, it I, with? If I got anything, I would be a Sumatran. I'd get a Sumatran. What does he keep it with? I don't know how he keeps it. <laughs> I have no idea. For all I know, it's in the rack with the ball pythons. But probably okay. he might have something separate oh, for him. Facebook died. Yeah, he said definitely not a, a beginner snake. Bloods just get sick really easy. And they, yeah, they're they're obviously a little bit more defensive and that kind of thing. They're also super heavy bodied. And then I believe they only, they only shit like three times a year. That's awesome. And when they do, it's like, it's oh, like a it dog like a, shit. Oh, uh, yeah, it just like, like builds up in there. Like, <laughs> like that thick. Like the thickness of your head and they're only they'll only be like that long that's it's really fat and then it's also really hard to (laughs) it's really hard to know if they're fat or not because they just always look fat yeah they always look really fat but from what i hear you need to make sure that the spine is the ridge of the spine if it flattens out and there's no definition Brandon of the spine brandon said any advice for keeping a trouser snake happy well if it's anything like his it's mostly guys butts what? so the more guys you're with brandon you know your trouser snake will be oh happy. my god i'm an idiot i'm so gullible <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to come up with a quick latin name for trouser, for trouser snake, snake um, yeah Penile. Penile trouser eye? <laughs> Penile trouser eye. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I'm dumb. <laughs> so stupid. What are we even talking about? But yeah, blood pythons are super. So you just have to like make sure you can still see like that line of the spine? Yeah, so I mean, there's a defined like ridge there for most pythons. Okay. As far as the spine goes. On, on other pythons, you know, you can always tell by folds of the skin on the side, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
but it could be kind of hard. Uh, chances are, if it's in captivity, like a lot of snakes are obese in captivity. Because they're not moving around like they should? Yeah. Well, mean? that and plus we'd like to feed them like every week or they look hungry, basis. so feed them. Yeah, right. that's that's where you get in the trouble, like where I got in trouble with the green tree python. It's always hungry, but you can't, but especially green tree pythons, it. you can't feed them at all. It's like fish. Yeah, yeah. Fish I've, are always hungry, I've killed many a fish <laughs> overfeeding them. Yeah. Yeah, so basic. <laughs> and it's, but it's different because it's different for every species, so. Okay. I can feed corn snakes every day. And, and they'll be fine. Right. And then when they get a little bit older, you know, you can see by spread of the scales. If you see any white in between the scales, that's going to tell you that it's fat. <laughs> the fat's hanging through the scales. Yeah. <laughs> a little muffin top for the snake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you, what's the best method to make them smaller? Just not feed them for a week or? Yeah. It's basic. It's very simple, straightforward. Yeah, but then you don't want to like starve them how do you know like what's it like do you just like cut it in half or would you just not feed them for a while to till they start getting smaller well obviously you're not going to see them getting smaller immediately mm-hmm. so what would you do if your if your snake was overweight it depends the species really so if you go like every once in a while i'm like oh the the olive python looks fat but she like is fat for a second and then she grows like another foot and so, it so gets, it's just like just it just spreads more. out yeah so it's like oh i fed her like because kind of she'll eat anything so if something didn't eat i'll give, give it, it to, to her. her and then i'll be like oh she's getting fat and then i'll dial it back for like a few weeks and then like she looks fine again so then they just grow to, so quick so i can go imagine back to giving her any leftovers when right okay. or if uh like the solomon island ground boa if it didn't eat for if it didn't eat for a year mm-hmm. i would be like maybe it looks a little bit different really but it it's just the metabolism is so slow that you, you know if i'm like it. oh it's getting fat it's like oh maybe i shouldn't feed it this year, this year. like not, not really <laughs> but like year. but like maybe maybe i should <laughs> skip you know a few weeks you know it's such a longer year. timeline because their metabolism is so different mm-hmm. or if a corn snake this is getting a little fat two weeks and then it will be it'll be long a mad so. snake ready to eat anything or even if it's an adult even if it's not getting any longer okay it's they'll they'll thin down quicker just because of the metabolism thing. Interesting. Or carpet pythons. The problem with them is they never really get fat. You just they just get fucking big. So you're like, <laughs> this coastal carpet python's like ten feet long. Mm-hmm. This isn't supposed to be ten feet long. Like you fed it too much. Really? Okay. Yeah. So so they for some reason take their food feeding like so much differently than a lot of other snakes. Yeah, they'll just grow more. That's so strange. Which, which all snakes do that to an extent, but... But there's this, like, to a crazy level. Right. To where that adult male that I have is very small, and it's the same, it's half the size of the female. Mm-hmm. Because he he's a mouser, so he just ate less, and he stayed small. Smaller, because... Like, like he rivals a corn snake in size and it's an adult male that's so weird that they're the same the female and the male and he's totally healthy he's probably like the most healthy he's not underfed or anything he just had no interest in eating more so Mm -hmm. he didn't grow longer 
that's weird that the food is connected to length and weight for for those i would never expect that mm -hmm. what did they say yeah so i just got to read the name by the way starseed oh. serpents he said that the older adult males make you feel guilty when they go on a diet they only eat every two weeks better than the ground but with any you were yeah, like yeah. not so for like, a whole year ball ball pythons they'll go on their own diet so it's like oh, you can't decide. even yeah you'll males will just stop eating for like six months or females will just not feel it or just they feel they're getting too fat and on their own. <laughs> i don't know they're just kind <laughs> of a pain in the ass which is like reason ten thousand. Uh, well then that's why it's be good a beginner snake. other ones where you can just say okay you don't need to give it to your other ones right and then you're like oh it only wants live now so now i gotta get live. oh it they changed and then, what they're yeah, they don't into give a fuck. they're like oh i like african soft fur rats now try to find those for me what yeah or a lot of times when they lay eggs they can change so I had a female who only ate live all the time and then she bred, she laid eggs and then she ate frozen after. It's like humans, you know, Their cravings, taste your taste will for after. females. When you yeah. get pregnant, stuff changes. Cravings. So maybe ball pythons are more like humans than any other state. We change just our but taste. But it's much taste. easier if they like the same thing. All the time. <laughs> yes, it's very easy, but mm -hmm. <laughs> you would like it. To do ball, I mean, ball pythons, since you don't carry them, but people who do, do they just keep a variety of rodents? For the, for the, the most part, most, it's usually easy for ball python breeders. Most of them will breed their own rodents, at least to affect to where if they need okay. live, they can so go you get, can them. get them. And then he even mentioned that some will only eat a certain color. So like Excuse you'll find me? that the snake will, will eat the black rats better. Or more Do they taste than different? Some racist snakes? Yeah, and then also, you know, ball the, the ball pythons are going to be more prevalent as far as you want to keep them warm when you're feeding them too. Corn snakes, you can feed them a cold rat, whatever. It doesn't really matter. They don't care. Right. Okay, I can't, I got to go back to the color thing. How do they care which color it is? Just because I thought they're focusing Just on... from what they associate food with, I'm not really sure. And we just have some weird ball pythons. So also, it, it gets to a point where you're like, my ball, py ball python's not eating. So you try to feed it everything and it's, and you're like, oh, it, it ate, happened to it ate a one. small black rat this mm -hmm. time. Let's keep on going mm -hmm. small black rats. And now it just eats small black rats. So I don't know. What the heck? I don't, know, I don't like that. I'm glad you don't deal with that. You know what you're Yeah, saying. so like, I'd, I'd rather have a snake that's much harder to keep, but easier to feed. Because you can know buy why. the same things every time you go and keep it and consistent. And also have, always have frozen and not have to deal with live. Because anyone who's ever had snakes where you feed live, you've had one get out of the tub at one point. Oh, the rat get out? Yeah, because you're like, oh, the snake didn't eat, especially with ball pythons. Because mm -hmm. like sometimes even your last last ditch effort, maybe, you know, putting a live in there after you got it on frozen thought for a while. So you're like, oh, let me put this live in there. It didn't eat, so let's get this rat out of there. And the rat's yeah, scurrying around. It. And then you're trying to pick it up, and it bites you on the hand, and it runs out of the tub. And then you have a rat in your house. Sounds like not fun. No. But wouldn't 
yeah, I guess it wouldn't die in the tub with it. It would take a while for it to die. Yeah, plus you don't want to leave a rat in there for any extended yeah. period of time because rats eat anything. So they'll eat the snake before the snake eats it. The rat will eat the snake? Yeah. The snake wouldn't defend itself? Or the snake's so much bigger snakes than the rat. Weird, I know. And that's what they eat, but some of them just but won't eat it. Even though you open the tub and they'll snap at you, but they won't eat a rat that's just right there trying to kill it. No sense. I know. Why are those defense mechanisms not kicking in at it's that not, moment? Yeah, for whatever reason, it's just different than. I don't. It makes no sense. But <laughs> but the thing is, especially ball pythons, their their big defense is being in a ball. Not even their mm -hmm. mouths aren't a great defense for anything. Right. They're still very small. So. But not compared to a rat, like no, no, I know, but that's just not in their nature to defend themselves via killing and you know biting and constricting just it. Curl up and stay and let it right. chew on it. Oh, so he actually had a rat kill a ball python before. What size? I want to know what size it was. Yeah, like I wonder, <laughs> did it did it like eat it alive or did he get him like behind the head and kill the snake quickly? The snake got chewed in half. The Becoming a ball didn't help at all. It was terrible. Oh my god. Yeah, rats are savages. I mean, I feel I feel like it's the snake's fault at that point. Do something. <laughs> like Yeah, but that that's why you gotta if you're gonna feed live, you gotta be, keep an eye on it. Keep watching it. Like you can't leave it in there and make sure yeah. they eat it. Because like with you, your snakes will wrap up you know, wrap up on it right away. Yeah, but and all those, my snakes eat frozen thought without a problem. Right. So those ball pythons don't when you're dangling alive in front of it, it doesn't come right after it. No. Okay. Like, they're just more they're just <laughs> it's much more variable as far as they don't want anything to change like okay like my snakes handle variation a lot better than them as far as temperature humidity go mm -hmm. they're in a termite mound in ghana somewhere and the temperature and the you know environmental factors rarely ever change mm -hmm. it's very constant so you want to keep them on a very constant temperature and humidity, very constant environment in general. But then they're so. not constant. <laughs> right. And then they're not constant <laughs> like... because, because it's going like outside factors are going to always permeate into your captive keeping. They're not, you know, it's, you're not, it's hard to control the environment a hundred percent all the time. It's, you would think since like they don't have that defensive mechanism to like come out and get it that they would like thawed ones better i mean that's just my logic like they don't seem to want to work for much they want to stay in their ball and have the food come you know be there so i would think they would like the frozen thawed ones and then again i'm sure there's plenty of things that we aren't doing correctly to facilitate the snakes as far okay. as their captive environment i just think it's hard to recreate for sure the wild yeah I mean, what else? They control the environment, the temperature. They control their bedding. Right. What else is there? I see this bug. <laughs> Damn. You, you let them go. No, I don't know. They. What else can you control? They're doing everything they can besides environment, food, bedding. Like, what else is there that's in the wild? Yeah. You gotta put a little sun in there for night. I just day. maybe <laughs> maybe they don't eat as much. They probably definitely don't eat as much as we feed them. 
Okay, but, right, because um, they have to work for it more. Right, and then I think that also in the termite mounds, I think they may eat like litters of rats at a time and not and eat again go. for a while. Who knows? And then also probably after they shed or go to the bathroom, they probably leave the termite mound to go to a for different a one. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're sketched out and don't really feel like eating, you know, before you clean them out. Who knows what their snake brains are thinking? Right, what they like the best. Yeah. So um, he just threw the rat in there and then kept on feeding the others, which is like he has 75, like over 75 snakes. So he came back, which isn't a great amount of time. Right. Like for me, I would think in order for a rat to kill a snake, you'd, it would have to be a rat that A, hasn't eaten in a while and B, was left in there for a while. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know if it was your own rat or, you know, I've had rats before that we're definitely hungry and wanted to eat anything that they see. So, so it was just ready. It could have, the rat could have been ready to go as soon as it put yeah. a, they put them in there. You just don't know the, the factors. That's crazy. I never thought that would happen. Like that's, you always see pictures online of people with their snake in with a rat and saying, Oh, they're best friends now. No, one of them's gonna eat one of them. Yeah. The best friends is no, gonna they happen. Don't both get out. They don't both get to survive. <laughs> yeah. One of them loses in the And rats are just constantly eating shit. Eating and shitting. Eating and shitting. Solid. And snakes are just the opposite. They're constantly shitting. The colubrids are constantly You're shitting. Constantly cleaning and peeing and I'm peeing. Oh, sorry. Your <laughs> snakes are constantly peeing. I pee peeing. too, though. Probably more than the snakes. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what did he say? It was a freak accident. I still don't understand. I don't even know if it's possible to fully understand, like, what all. Just there's so many different factors, you know. Could have been the rat. Could have been the snake. Like, just so many different things that could have led up to like, that shit moment. Shit happens when you keep animals. Yeah. I would go frozen thought from the shit that yeah I would do that from now on. Like, For me, it was just it was just like driving thirty minutes to go get rats from you know a breeder, mm-hmm. and then always have to consistently do that week after week. And then for me, I just didn't have enough that we're feeding on live to keep it up to make sense of you know driving mm-hmm. all the time. But in the long run, to do your own. Do your own rodents? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it. If it saved me all the money in the world, I wouldn't do it. So you either pay the money to go buy it or right. pay the money to feed this rats, clean it, you know, the Yeah, people say that it's cheaper, but I don't see how it's that much cheaper, I guess. I don't know who's broken it down to how much a rat costs to all produce. All that stuff, right, to right. keep up, to get them to the size you want. And, and to breed stuff. and, yeah. It'd be interesting to Between see equipment like an actual breakdown, right, of like which one's actually cheaper. But and then you just have to clean them so much, and they smell, and all the ammonia and. Are rodent factories usually consistent in their prices? What do you say? Yeah, yeah, it's not really market dependent, but and they don't seem to change prices uh, due to like the supply for some reason. Oh. Even though there's going to be less supply certain times, mm-hmm. but. They don't seem to digress because they're all in such high competition. They're making money. It, it just, yeah, and it seems like it's such low margin, what I would think, competing so heavily that they're all, you know, does it, is a small rack cost a dollar twenty-five to produce? 
but it, the turnover is very quick as in just a few days you know rats grow up very very quickly okay. but i don't know i would ex i would expect there to be differences so it's interesting that they're all relatively the same um, and that they don't now do they change well i guess season would be supply too because you know certain seasons the supply um to supply demand ratio would be different mm -hmm. i would definitely capitalize on that when i know people want it a lot and need it i would totally raise the price yeah <laughs> it would make sense but i don't know if people would go for that but i guess if you i don't know maybe they have enough consistent people that they don't need to raise the price you know that yeah those people are still going to come back to them each, each year and, you know, continue. Yeah. I guess if it's someone who's always buying from you, then why, you know, fuck with the, the price. price. Yeah, yeah. They're doing fine. And then I, I agree. Um, he mentioned that, you know, time is money as far as you have to clean and feed and mm -hmm. everything. So if I'm spending six hours a week messing with rats, is it worth it, you know, when I could be doing better things for the snakes? And spend an hour or Even less if to I'm, go if to I the factory. If I want to pay myself $15 an hour, you know, and say, is the return good enough? Then going to paying it. Right. Interesting. How much, I don't even, I didn't look at how much you spent recently. How much is like? I spent $162. On how much you got? Not a lot. I got a lot less. There's the receipt right here. Yeah. $162 on 50 pinkies, 50 small pinkies, 50 large pinkies, 50 fuzzies, 25 jumbo, 20 weaned. What does that mean? Frozen weaned. Weaned rats. What does that mean? Like they, they kept them. I spinning. believe that means that it's right off of like the nipple of the female, like just stopped weaning. I believe. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I just buy them. They're smaller than Did the other ones. Does anybody know what weaned rats mean? Because I don't. You buy I think them, I'm so right. No, I just don't give a shit. I just don't like rodents at all. Okay, and then 15 But I, I think I'm right in that. That's interesting that you say that's not a lot. Also, keep in mind, I'm not paying. So he paid for Rodent Pro. I don't, I live, you know, less than an hour away from Big Cheese Rodent Factory. So I don't pay any shipping. Okay, that's a big factor, and that's not everyone's case. Right, so I don't have to pay any, like, twenty nine ninety nine for shipping or even 50 bucks. I'm not sure, you know, the sizes and the price. That's but crazy. I know How is this nothing? You got 175 Yeah, but most of them, most of them are pinkies. So it seems like not a lot. Yeah, see? They were just, I've never, so, huh? I don't know that word. Weaned. Like a weanlet, like, you know. When I think weaned, I think like weaning, like skinny. Like you're weaning someone. Lean? No, like weaning them off of food. Like weaning. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> they just started eating solid food and left their mom. Okay. Wait, no audio? No, it says a B word after that. <laughs> I can't hear. I don't know. Obviously, Starseed Serpents here is us. No. Oh, you're going to mess up. Oh, the, I don't want to mess up the phone. What does it say? Yeah, I, I can see no audio boss. So no audio boss. Really? Wait, but how can the other guy hear us? I don't know how to use this stuff. No way the other guy was just reading our lips. Like, he... 
uh, press the volume button on the side of your phone. The other guy know. could hear us. Yeah. Can anyone else listening hear us? I don't know if we can ask that. Everyone, I'm not sure. Yeah, you're all right. I don't know. Okay, so so basically, to... like rodents. I don't... So you think it's cheaper to just go and buy it? Weaned is just when an animal stops nursing from the mother. So you yeah, can... I can hear you. Yeah, so you were right about weaning. Yeah. So what is the benefit of getting a weaned rat? Like what? What? No, nothing. It's just a size thing, at least for me. So the weaned rats. It's going to be a little bit larger than say. So you got also got small. So is it smaller than the small or bigger than the small? It's smaller than the small. So small is like a small adult. Oh, they're still adults. Okay. Right. And then, and then you have like the large are going to be your breeders or your extra large will be, or your extra large will be like retired breeder females, that kind of thing. It's bigger. Oh, I can't read the lot part. See, you said it's smaller. It's bigger than what? Can you read the? It's, it's bigger than like the fuzzy. I'm not sure what he said, but. Oh. Well, fuck it up. Bigger than a pup and not, yeah, I forgot that. Pops are what rats are called, but. Oh, okay. Rat. Okay, so bigger than a pup, but smaller than a small rat. Yeah. Okay, got it. And you, what of your snakes eats the weaned, uh, the weaned rats? The weaned rats would be, uh, some sub-adult colubrids. Okay. What what do they get weaned rats for? That's the question. Great question. <laughs> oh, for like I think for like the chondro, she's on like weaned rats maybe, okay. or maybe the water python. Do any of you? Oh, I got weaned rats because they didn't have adult mice. They didn't have enough. Oh no, no. They were out of something. They're out of something. They didn't have a lot of small rats or something, so I had so to get weaned. weaned so uh, yeah. Okay, got it. He said, "Have the volume all the way up." So no idea. You're just gonna have to start yelling. I don't. Know. Maybe he can hear us, just not very well. I don't know. The other guy can hear us. <laughs> yeah. I am not sure. <laughs> I wonder. No, because would having it in that thing cause an echo? Oh, he he can't hear anything. Oh yeah, true. Is that where the fucking the mic is? Probably. There's a mic also at oh. the top. I don't, I don't know. know. We suck at this. We try, we'll but the other guy can hear us. The so. fact is that we usually have mics set up, but the mixer broke. So there's usually good audio. Yeah, yeah I hear you fine. I don't know. We'll see when another comment oh comes oh through. Oh, oh you're going to keep it. It now. It says now. Okay, okay cool. Okay. I, I'm sort of yelling. <laughs> I don't not know. really. Um, well, maybe he has an opinion on what's cheaper between doing your own rodents or going to buy it. Well, doing your own rodents, own rodents is probably definitely cheaper, but the fact is that I don't care how much money I save. I don't want to mess with rodents all the time. I'd rather have someone do it for me. Do you think like the big cheese, they have a big upcharge? You... No, not at all. They're making not much profit, profit margin at all. So then and maybe I don't have that to, much cheaper. and every time I go into a rodent building, I like, cry and sneeze so <laughs> it's definitely not good enough for me breeding rodents is hectic i agree anything i just i don't need that in my life it's that. another thing like i'd rather much rather clean snakes so then why do people do it because it's cheap, solely because it's cheaper because it's cheaper and then also you can sell as well if you know uh -huh. if you breed more rats than you need so 
I mean, it's, and then also a lot of people want specific things. So I know the guy I used to get rowers from before, Steve, he did like gerbils, he did African software. Oh, wow. So, so he had like lots and lots of ball pythons, mm-hmm. probably like around 500 range. So he would be like, oh, it's not eating, you know, let's try African soft furs. And he's like, oh, someone once told me their ball python only ate gerbils. So I started breeding gerbils. And, just and this kind of thing just <laughs> was just breeding different he rodents in order to, you know, do what's best breed for anything, the snake. It sounds like he doesn't care. He about also worked in the daytime for a laboratory oh, breeding wow. rats. So. Okay, so he likes rats. Like you've got to say, he's, yeah, he like okay he is, he's pretty deep in the rat game. I'd say <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Like he said, it's easy, but I, he can't really handle it. Isn't the that smell. what messes with you? Oh, no, the ammonia. Well, yeah, but also you. you can't have it like in your house. You know, you can tell as soon as you walk into someone who breeds rodents in their house, you can tell if they breed rodents in their house. Really? Or if you're in the building, you know, a garage, anything, you say, Holy shit, I can definitely tell that they're breeding rodents. See, this guy says it's easier to breed his own. When you have over 100 breeding your own rats, it's right. much easier. And I mean, that might be for uh, like ball pythons. Okay. If you're going to do live. As far as, because live is much harder to, you can't buy live like you can buy, you know, mm-hmm. frozen. also said he carbon filters. Um, his rat room. So obviously so you get that smell, smell out. Yeah. <laughs> I know most like, like Steve used to have exhaust fans okay. going into his building. He basically had like trailers. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're living in a one bedroom apartment, breeding rats is just not. <laughs> no. For you. I've seen it done in Oswego. <laughs> this girl, oh, in an old house in the fucking dingy basement. It's disgusting. Uh-huh. And it just it's took over like the behavior. Whole house. No, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> not at all. He said also use the pine pellets from for the bottom. What does that do? Just smell? Yeah, just... I believe so. But I think I think some people say that it messes with their respiratory pine. But I don't know. I don't know anything about. We rats. don't know rats. <laughs> we yeah, don't know anything about let it. people do it for me. Yeah, but he was saying uh, the pellets suck up all the ammonia in urine. So kind of to each his own. Like if you want to yeah. take on that, and he for me like it just seems like so much of an undertaking for what I have to feed and what especially I have to do. right. You don't have ball pythons that are you know one. I don't week. have anything that needs a lot. Right, anything. they're not. Uh, sorry, like constantly changing. With like like I've literally catered my collection to things that. Eat the same thing. Eat frozen thought every time you <laughs> give it to him. No crickets, no. none of that. Just no, frozen, just frozen, frozen thought, thought all the way. Yeah. Which you know that. That's for of... some reason that's my line in like <laughs> snake keeping. It's does not... it does it eat fucking? Once we got to that snake, I was like, that's amazing. And they're like, oh, it eats centipedes. I'm like, done. Just kidding. That's done. Never, not not, not even a question. Oh, and then people breathe their. Now, I've noticed, like, when we went to NARBC, there was, like, specific, like, bug and all that breeders, um, and we're talking about people who breed their own rats. Do a lot of people who have snakes also breed their own bugs, or do you feel like that's only separate? Like, well, you're usually breeding for your beer dragon, for your leopard gecko. Um, I think it's more reasonable to breed bugs than breed rats, as far as it's a much, it's a small setup. There's not going to be smell involved, although crickets, they get everywhere. Mealworms, I think, is, like, the most reasonable thing. Like, there has to be some smell. Yeah, but a lot of them, like, they recycle. 
their own shit. They eat their shit? Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so like mealworms for if you have leopard geckos, that makes so much sense. But people usually get, it seems like a lot of leopard gecko breeders who breed their own mealworms Mm -hmm. get a, um, what is like a sensitivity to something in the mealworm. So they have, they end up developing an allergic reaction and can't do it anymore. So often for whatever reason, a lot of animals that have some type of natural oils or defenses or anything that you may, you know, get an allergic reaction to the more you're exposed to it, the more you may become sensitive. Your body's saying, no, I don't like this anymore. Right. Yeah. Just like if some people who work with venomous snakes find that if they ever get bitten by a venomous snake, it's much worse or really like that. Yeah. So like, like Bill Haas, you know, he, he was impervious to most snake venoms, but, because he was but he had the, he, but he had a terrible anaphylactic um, reaction to a Gila monster, which really isn't that venomous on the grand scheme of things. But because he was constantly working with them, it, with different had... proteins of venom, mm-hmm. I don't know, like something, something reacted that, yeah, just don't put too many things in your body, even breathing in ammonia, that kind of stuff. I'm sure that's not good for you. So people who breed rats. I mean, this may be a dumb question. Like, do they work? Do they? What do they say? Sorry. Also, yeah. See, I, the roaches shit a lot. Oh I told you. <laughs> I told you. And, and yeah, shit. it's definitely, as far as the region, I'm going to say that I've been lucky every time I've lived somewhere besides Colorado, because most of the places I've lived, I've had such an easy time getting rodents or getting just food. Happen to be I've close. been close to people who breed a lot of numbers so i've been able to get all the time you know rodents all the time mm-hmm. so you got lucky a lot of other people have yeah. to ship it and um our shipping costs for rodents very high i know um big cheese does 29.99 flat rate which isn't bad but if you're ordering a shit done yeah you know no uh we are drinking shiner cold brew coffee ale oh it's a special it's, it's getting dark in here now because we cause started when it was down. light and we didn't put Shiner the light out. is celebrating 108 years, so this is their birthday beer. Um, it's a coffee ale. We've drank it, I think, every time we've done the podcast. Yeah, it's going to go away soon, though. It's it's, a it's like discontinued. This is like old. Right. But we love it. I don't know. It's coffee ale. I don't you know can probably only right. get it in Texas. Because Shiner's, yeah, Shiner's everywhere, know. though. But I can only find it at Sam's still here, so I don't know. But if you like coffee ale, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's the only coffee ale I can find. When I, like, Googled it, this is all that existed. So. I guess it'll be gone. It's with uh, Chameleon Cold Brew, which I think is actually in Austin as well. Yes, I know that. Chameleon Cold Brew, so you should just start drinking. We're going to have to do some drinking in Arlington. Oh, are you going to um, Carpet Fest? Or are you going, or are you talking about NARBC? Because um, Carpet Fest is going to be, what the hell is 29. 29. 29. Evan would know. Evan's April not, 29. Evan's, gone, Evan's probably listening to Justin Julander. Oh, yeah. Well, April 29th, Carpet Fest. I'm pretty sure. And NRBC. When's the next one in Arlington? I have no idea. We were just there at the last one. It in... feels like yesterday. When was like it? Oh, so October? No, no, that's such what? a lie. What? I'm sorry. I'm so off. February? February, February sounds right. Is when we were there. Um, yeah, I don't know when the next one is, but I'm down to go. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I'll just go to all of them because I I go to the one that I go to that shitty. Oh, so, sorry, people. Don't shit. call it shit. The one we went to. A the the weeks one. Ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. Was the it Knights Lone of... Star. The one <laughs> at the it. Knights of Columbus. Okay. It's not <laughs> shitty. It's just a regular small show and. Yeah, yeah. The NARBCs are obviously there much better. As, oh, I can't read it. Oh, there you go. As well as in February. Oh, okay. We were there. Oh, so I guess there's a Repticon in this area. I don't know. We didn't go to that. We I know that there's like a million all over the place. Texas. I've heard I've heard like mixed things about the Repticons. I've heard really? the Herp shows are good. Mixed things about the Repticons. And obviously NARBC are the best. It's the best. We just, and then Pomona, Super Show, all that shit. Anything but, in Florida, I feel like it's going to be better. I, I heard like Daytona is kind of going down as far as that. Well, on Reptile Report's website, they were advertising for the Daytona one coming up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it used to be the biggest one in the world because all the all the biggest companies were in still kind of are in Florida. Right. So, and now, you know, with online stuff like that and captive breeding at that point, there wasn't as much captive breeding going on. You know, your biggest people, the the biggest attraction was going to be seeing new species there and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So now it's new morphs. So anyone can breed new morphs anywhere. So it used to be like, which Python did Tom Crutchfield bring from dubious places or where, you know, where they get that turtle or whatever you know like so you would see a bunch of weird shit that may be you know a little sketchy of where it is but um yes and then we're going to tinley in october we were just talking about that we didn't just decide we've been wanting but we're gonna put in the effort to make tinley happen but you've been to tinley how many times uh i've been to tinley only once oh only once okay i've never been to tinley um very near daytona okay he said, I live way near Daytona, and the show is nothing like what it used to be. To it's it? basically a ball python fest, which is every show NARBC in the United States. Any, any show python anywhere fest. is ball python fest, but I think that's kind of here to stay for a little bit. It's the biggest right now. And so as far as, like, you know, the lower, the first time. And, and honestly, python, like, so I pay sense. attention to what sells and what doesn't and the ball python sells still even though they're all the there line. sorry to make so the, the the ball pythons still sell every uh that's a little aggressive <laughs> so, and what? then and then i can see like some really cool colubrids and they'll be they'll be there the whole show and i'm like why didn't anyone no one's touching them because right. everyone's going after the ball pythons which yeah like if it's you can't judge the newer people for what you know it, it's not newer people it's well, everyone everyone wants it yeah. so it makes sense for any conference or whatever to make those a staple because that's going to get the most attraction and um, quite frankly the best chondro breeders don't need to go to a show to sell a you know the fact is that they're going to be trying to sell a 1200 yellow snake that looks like all the other mm-hmm. you know imports that people are selling for 200 dollars. Right. so it's not going to work out for them in their to bring favor that, to bring those or carpet pythons kind of the same thing there'll be you know some flipper who has a tan and black snake who's selling it for a hundred dollars mm-hmm. and then they'll have the same snake maybe a little bit better looking because it's young for four hundred dollars so someone's just it. gonna take yeah the they're bullshit. gonna take the hundred one which yeah. 
And I agree that Scaleless and Palmetto will bring Corn Snakes hey, back. Hey, those are our two big interests right now. We're trying to make those. Yeah, so I, I have had Palmettos, so that will be... That's just, I just know for a fact that the palmetto is just well, the best looking snake by Well, obviously people agree with you that palmettos far. are going to come up. And I have to say, now that we have those new corn snakes, they're like, I mean, green tree's still my favorite, will always be my favorite, but they're a little, I really like the okatee. Um, and corn snakes are, I'm liking them more. Um, and Like, people need to realize that they are by far the best pet snake. If you're ever going to sell a pet snake, it should and be... we already had a podcast on that. I know, <laughs> we but already... it pisses me off because <laughs> it's <laughs> true. <laughs> Fuck you if you think ball pythons are Don't make people mad because people are still going to let them like their ball pythons. I know you have your That's the thing. I'm going, I'm going to be breeding... I want to be, I want to have a hundred palmettos by the time that they're $400. By the time they're $400, I could sell a hundred palmettos in fucking, in a month. Okay. okay. I hope that Those, you and him are right. Every single that human being, just come. like, just like when you see banana, you were like, that is, I uh, love the like, that's going to be it. So it may be really expensive, but everyone's going to want a banana. So that's how it went. And now everyone's buying a pet banana mm-hmm. right now you know they're really cheap but the fact is that honestly man 150 dollars is still pretty good for a snake that stays in a ball and doesn't do anything <laughs> your so, palmettos are pretty and they do stuff yeah so well yeah we're looking at and, and they're better pets they're easier to keep I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and then I really want to get more into the scaleless. We need to get That's our some of the one. albinos and some of like the line bred Okatee scaleless are just outrageous and like crazy bright. And I like Okatees in general, so I can only I don't I don't know if I've seen a scaleless Okatee, but you probably sent me a picture. Yeah. Um, but I really like the Okatee, so I'm sure I'd like the scaleless ones. That's yeah. definitely. That's what we gotta we get. Go. Uh, yeah. He said, uh, absolutely, you absolutely could. Everyone is drooling over palmettos. He's working towards scaleless peppermint. See, what, what I want to do, I, wanna, I want scaleless lavender, and then I also want, I'm like, what do I get to work towards? I don't have a, a clear plan like, do you on get, what. Like, do you get the visuals? Like, I wish I was able to say, like, peppermint's exactly what I want for a scaleless, but. Because they're just, it's like, fuck, I just want that albino because the albino <laughs> looks so good. But I'm doing everything that everyone else is doing. So it's like, that'd be stupid for me. To do the albino. And then, yeah. I mean, I could do like snow to Sarah scaleless, which would be uh, cool. Isn't that what we saw? And then that would come up with Anneries too. Anneries scaleless. Isn't which that what we saw in our BC? We saw Annery. Yeah, yeah. I like the Anneries and I like the snows. Um, the snows kind of look like a weird wrinkly. I don't know. What? They look weird when they're scaleless, but I mean, oh. it's still cool Does to have a like white in- scaleless. Sometimes snake. when I see scaleless, I just feel like I'm looking at the insides, and that, that's the only thing I but don't. But it, it really like, like makes the pattern pop a lot, right. and the colors pop a lot because you don't have the stuff around it. But I don't want to just see. <laughs> but then, and then tessera, when you put that into it, it makes it like fuzzy. It's just all okay. like yeah. a fuzzy thing. So do you want to do tessera? Or do you want to, what are you? I want to do all of them. That's the problem. So <laughs> if I have one female scaleless, like what the hell do I put it he with? He said he has a scaleless corn pair, but they're not the size yet. And he has a scaleless. Is this trap? I don't know what everybody put like. 
Um, they're going to be like more of, a, we saw one at any RBC, more of an orange color. Okay. And then the Texas rats, they have such a range from like red to like straight up brown. They're, I like the leucistic Texas rats. Yeah. I yeah, really cool. like I just saw someone posted up a whole clutch of them for. I really like the For like 125 bucks each. And I was like, that'd be cool to have, but I'm not going to do it. But <laughs> you wouldn't like them if you you know put your hand in the tub your favorite then but, you're like other people handling right. texas rats yeah so i'm not sure exactly where i mean scaleless palmetto but isn't everyone gonna do that yeah because if everyone loves palmettos and everyone loves scaleless that's the next like that's the step link. so you gotta get you gotta be two ahead you got to, you have to get the next next oh we only have three seconds left Hey, thanks for watching, man. And thanks for the questions <laughs> and everything. There you go. Wait, pause. You know? Well, it ended anyway. Has it been an hour? Uh, yeah, it's been an hour. Wait, I want to see who looked at the HB watch. But um, yeah, I'm really, I haven't figured out exactly what I want to do with the scaleless thing. So I look forward to figuring that out. Yeah, it doesn't let us see who. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. I'm sorry that the audio may be uh, worse than it is usually, but we're just going to be posting up the audio that we uh, recorded via YouTube and that audio. So I hope it doesn't sound terrible. How much you want to bet the one viewer on YouTube is named Ann Phelan? Um, I don't know if we can check that out or we not. We can't, but I'm saying I bet it's her. Anyway, our last viewer. Thank you guys for watching and listening and everything, and we will catch you next week, hopefully, with mics that work. Yes. Where's the mouse? Where's the mouse? (laughs) I don't know.